0: Thank you for joining me, Tana. Thank you. So to start, listeners may or may not know that librarians are some of the most staunch defenders of privacy law, and that ties in with the five rules of library science. Can you tell us more about those values?
1: Yeah. At public libraries, we believe that everybody has the right to read or you know, be exposed to a variety of viewpoints. We have a collection that has a wide variety of viewpoints. And we also believe that it's important to maintain the privacy of individual use of materials of the library. So we follow Wisconsin State Statute 4330 in maintaining privacy and making sure that we're not sharing information about what people are using the library for, what they're reading. Um, what they're viewing on computers, et cetera, unless they meet a variety of information standpoints. You know, if we have a subpoena, for example, we'll release that information.
0: So if, for example, the FBI or some other law enforcement agency wanted to get that information without the proper subpoena, you would fight that? Yes. We'd work with the city attorney's office to make sure that they had all the proper authorization to make that
1: request before we give records out.
0: Earlier this month, state Republicans introduced legislation that would require Wisconsin librarians to notify parents what materials that their children under the age of 16 check out. What are the current policies?
1: So right now, the onus is on the parent, not the library. In Madison, and keep in mind, every public library has the ability to set their own procedures in terms of cards as long as they meet those state statute requirements. So in Madison, a child under 16 needs a parent's approval to obtain a library card with a few exceptions. So the parent is already involved in that process, and the parent can check a child's record online or in person with staff at any time if they have the child's card. In addition, the parent can fill out a parental request for minors circulation records request if they don't have the card and have custody of the child. So we are following all of the state statute guidelines but then protecting the privacy as as much as we can of children using the library. But there are lots of things. This is already possible for parents to find out what their child is checking out. They just need to do the action. The interesting thing about this bill and the reason that it is difficult for libraries should it go forward is that it puts the work on the library and our computer software currently isn't set up to do that. So again, just speaking for Madison, we don't have a system in place currently and we don't have, in some cases, all of the information that we would need to send updates within 24 hours every time a child checks something out. Right now, you know, you don't get an email every time you check something out. You have the ability to log into your record and look at it online. So again, parents can do that now but the work is on them rather than the public library.
0: Yeah, and that's what's really interesting about this is that there is already technically a notification system. It's simply that you check your account. So what you're saying is that it would require essentially an overhaul of all of these libraries' websites to make that happen.
1: Right. Again, I can
0: only speak for ours. You know, Madison Public Library is part of a 50-plus consortium of
1: public libraries called the South Central Library System. And the majority of those libraries use shared software. And so that has all the patron records. It also has all the checkout records. And currently, we don't have the ability to do that. So we don't have the ability to automatically send an email every time a child's card is used to check something out. So that would be, you know, programming that we would need to do in order to make that happen, to meet that request should that be approved. So again, speaking just for South Central Library system, other libraries may have different software and may have that ability, but currently we don't if this went forward until we would be able to update our computer system, this would be a manual thing and you know, we check out thousands of items a day. So this would be a huge thing, really a complication for staff to be able to do that. And in some cases we don't have necessarily the parents email information. So we would have to email or we would have to make calls.
0: The text of the assembly bill mentions something about requiring libraries to have clear postings throughout the facilities that would state that this notification system is available. Can you speak to that at all? What is your perspective on that?
1: Yeah, they say in a prominent place in the library, that would be easy enough to do, and on the library's website. That gets a little more complicated because it's the library's website, the individual library's website. For example, we have madisonpubliclibrary.org and that has information about our policies and programs and so on, that would be relatively easy to do. But if the library's website means the shared catalog website, that would be more difficult because again, each library has the ability to set their own policy and you know we would have to have 50-plus different policies listed on linkcat.info, which is our shared catalog. So again, if the entire library system agreed on a policy, that would be easier to share. I guess my point is it would be kind of complicated in that shared catalog environment to make sure that people are able to access this information, not to say that it can't be done. It would just take some
0: coordination. So it's interesting because this isn't necessarily a concern of privacy because parents technically do already have access to this information as long as they have their child's library card. It sounds like this is more just, in your case, not workable with the system that you currently have and maybe even redundant. Do you agree with that? I do feel for the most part it's redundant because the majority of parents would be able to check their
1: child's library card at any point and the majority of parents have the ability to choose whether their child under 16 has a library card or not. Madison, for example, has a few exceptions that constitute about 1.3% of total cards and that is limited ability to check out for children whose parents don't give permission And typically, that permission is not given because the parents are worried about the items being lost. And in that case, the child has access only to three items at a time.
0: Have you heard from Madison librarians at all? Do they have concerns about this proposed legislation?
1: You know, I think the majority of our staff uphold the idea that libraries are for everyone and that children should be able to check things out freely and read freely. We do have a policy in place. I'm pretty sure that if this change went forward and library staff had to email every parent every time a child checks something out, they would see that as a burden based on the workload and the number of items that we check out on a daily basis.
0: And so this comes as states across the country are targeting books with LGBTQ plus themes. In related news, WPR reports that there's a separate proposal in the state legislature that would lift librarians' protection from prosecution for quote-unquote obscene materials. What are the wider implications for Wisconsin libraries if these proposals were all to pass?
1: I mean, the second one that you indicated has a real chilling effect on the job of a librarian. You know, when you read about school librarians or public librarians in other states who have been fired or received threats or are worried about their jobs because of this, it's difficult. It's a hard situation to be in for our staff. It means that our staff will be much more Aware of what you know, what they're checking out on a regular basis, it really makes a difference in terms of our ability to provide service to customers. You know, we end up censoring ourselves and censoring our own behavior, and maybe not choosing books that might get our staff fired, for example. So that's what we see at the national level. We know that this kind of legislation has a chilling effect on the profession, which really, you know, has a really negative effect on the consumers, on the people who want materials that again, reflect a wide variety of viewpoints and might be different than what the proponents of this legislation kind of endorse.
0: And that was something that we discussed at the top of this interview, the idea that librarians really don't believe in any kind of censorship either of themselves or of their readers. So there's the principle for every book it's reader, the idea that people should have open access to whatever they want without judgment. Can you speak to that at all?
1: Yeah. You know, we really believe both at Madison Public Library and I think the profession as a whole believe that it's the parent's job to regulate a child's use of the library, to monitor what they're reading, to monitor what they're doing on their computer if that's something that they choose to do. Children can't come into our library under the age of seven without a parent or guardian. So really, parents should be, this is a parent's job to make sure that their child is reading something that they believe is appropriate. And if they don't believe it's appropriate, they have the choice not to check it out. They have the choice to return it. They have the choice not to visit a program, whatever. We cannot be, the staff of the library cannot be that child's parent. And we really feel that we make wide accessible collection available to families and families are going to self-select material that's right for their family.
0: And so, you know, with all of these changes to the system as it stands, I'd imagine it would cost a fair amount of money. Can you speak to the state of funding for Madison Libraries? Would this be a significant burden?
1: Well, I think if this is passed at the state level, I would hope that the state would provide the additional funding to make this happen. You know, we are 86 percent funding and so this would have a system wide library system wide impacts and we would hope that if it's a policy that goes forward as law that there would be funding available to make this change happen because it would be a significant financial impact.
0: And is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I,
1: I will say this is my personal opinion this kind of legislation is political when you think about The ability of a child to come into a library and check material out, there's no way to protect children from seeing those books, from reading those books in the library. And by those books, I mean in particular, I think this legislation does not specifically say that there are LGBTQ materials that people are upset about, but I think that is the basis for this legislation. We can see that nationwide. We believe that books don't cause behavior. Books are ideas. And, you know, you read a variety of ideas in your lifetime, and we believe that it's really important that children have access to a wide variety of ideas, that children have access to books and materials that reflect their own realities and learn about the realities of other peoples, other families, etc. So I do feel like this is definitely a political move, and libraries are really in the crosshairs of that, and this would have significant financial and staffing implications for us if these bills go forward.
0: Thank you again for agreeing to speak with me, Tana. Thank you. That was Tana Elias, the digital services and marketing manager for the Madison Public Library. She says this latest legislation from the state GOP is politically motivated. This proposed change to the system would require Madison libraries to overhaul their websites and establish email notifications, a service they don't currently offer. And they may not have the necessary funding to make this happen.